0: Welcome to the Sports Test Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Worthington, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Bennett. Yo yo, and uh, this is new territory. This is a uh, post-COVID Sports Desk Podcast time. Well, we're still, uh, right, well, we're still we're still in, in, in the thick of it, but like this is post-quarantine Sports Desk Podcast. As you guys know, we haven't posted an episode since uh, April i yeah, want to say
1: we've been on the bench for a while
0: we're in a new place new studio new house ben and i live together um and th- it's all new territory we got a lot of big things coming the podcast has been put back on the on the streets we're, <laughs> we're yeah, spreading the back, word we're back baby. back on the market yeah and uh you know that's a perfect fucking segue because we got the bubble going on we got the playoffs and the nba and uh you know who might be on the market? Our boy Giannis. Giannis might be on the market.
1: Yeah, I mean, I stand Kawhi Leonard myself, but, you know, Giannis, what he's done the past two years, undeniable how he's burst onto the NBA scene. Uh, he's done all of that work with the Milwaukee Bucks. They drafted him. Um, but with the way things are going, the way they performed in the bubble, got bounced by the heat 4-1. to one. Uh, Giannis was injured for the last two games, but... He's going to be a free agent this off season, so that uh, definitely kind of puts things up in the air for uh, for Milwaukee in, in a team sense. But uh, for Giannis, this presents a number of different options, which we're going to discuss right now. So yeah. So, what are you the, thinking the, about the, this? The uh,
0: the crazy thing is, like during the entire bubble, and or, I, I guess you can even say the regular season, you always see like the Giannis jersey swaps with like a Golden State jersey, and it's like uh like. Giannis is a free agent in 2021, blah, blah, blah. Um, and of course, they've been doing poorly in the bubble, the the bubble bucks. That's what they've been calling them on Twitter. And uh, he there's all these trade rumors about how the bucks could shop Giannis and see what they get, like if they think he's going to leave. Um, and he told Chris Haynes of Yahoo, some see a wall and go in the other direction. I plow through it. And then all the headlines is, Buckstar shuts down trade rumors. Like, no, th- this, isn't, this isn't true. Fake news, fake yeah. news. Uh, he said in October in an interview that uh, he wants the Bucks to build a winning culture and they've been doing the great. And if that lasts, there's no place he'd rather be. But if they're underperforming in the NBA this next year, which was this year, deciding whether or not to sign becomes a lot more difficult. Like those are two totally different things, right? And I wanted to talk about it because he's set to get a super max with the Bucks for his extension. Uh, he's making 27 million for th- this coming season. The next, whenever it starts, we we still don't know. I guess December right. will be when the uh, 2021 season starts, and uh, he'll be an under unrestricted free agent for the first time in his career. He he won't be under contract at all if he doesn't extend with the Bucks. So it brings up what to say or what to do with him because we see stars always burn their team by a, like you teams don't read the tea leaves. And we saw it with I guess first with Cleveland and LeBron before he left for the Heat, uh they didn't get what his value and just let him walk and then choose to the build around him. We saw okc and kd like everyone knew kd was going to leave and like they just didn't okc was like whatever even like recently with paul george like they threw him that party you you remember that they threw him like the pity party like please don't leave and he was like he was like okay i'll sign for one year and then he fucking got traded right they he forced them to trade so like we see it all the time like team uh, like okc like yeah they got Got some picks back, and if you go online and look at OKC's draft picks, like it's crazy. They literally yeah, they're loaded with assets. It's like Scrooge McDuck when he <laughs> dives into. It. That's literally what uh definitely
1: Sam Presti, right? Yeah, yeah. It, that's Sam Presti. Well, they got a ton in that Paul George trade where they get like five first rounders, something yeah. crazy. Yeah, they got a freaking... dude. They, they have like twenty thirty first round picks. Jeez, oh, yeah, <laughs> like not even. Picks not even in the decade, but just to touch on your point about uh, LeBron and KD, all these superstars, you know, getting out of uh, their, you know, original situations. Uh, In in a lot of cases, there's a common theme across the board. You know, they didn't build around these guys like LeBron was playing with like freaking Zildrudis Ogauskas. I remember at the time, I can't think of who it was in particular, but like a top five power forward was going to come in and play uh, alongside LeBron. I cannot remember... Like, 2010, 2011, they were going to bring a guy in to keep LeBron. I cannot remember who it is for the life of me. But, like, a top five power forward, they Powell? were going to pay him. nah, I just cannot think of it off the top of my head. I was reading about it the other day. But they were going to pay, like, a good, like, the best Which number two guy. Which they should have done. To come around. Yeah. yeah. To come alongside LeBron. And they retain uh, Gaskis instead.
0: Yeah. So it's-, it's,
1: like, a common theme across the board. Maybe not so much an OKC. I think that was more of, like, a kd and russ kind of beef but you're you're kind of seeing it with Giannis how they're building the bucks like they traded away malcolm brogdon so they, they kind of have to bring in someone to keep him, and we'll get to that in a little
0: well bit. so that's the thing we'll also get to like you don't even consider trading him unless you know he's not going to resign and it's all on the bucks front office and mm-hmm. john horst whether or not they can read the tea leaves before it happens because like i'm pretty sure everybody knew paul george wanted to be in la everyone knew he said it a million he literally left indiana to be in la and um so like Giannis, like if he starts you know dropping the little hints and uh not showing up to practices and all all the typical things that players like this normally do when they're in this situation and they want to get force themselves out like it's up to Milwaukee to be like all right let's do it let's cut it because you'd rather get a return obviously than lose him completely but it raises the question like and we talked about it before we started recording like is he even tradable like, like, what could Milwaukee get that is uh, that is worthy of Giannis? Giannis is a top three player in the league. Like, what, what could you get that's up to his standards? And uh, Kevin O'Connor reported the other day that the Clippers are expected to pursue Giannis either in trade or free agency, and Giannis has an admiration for Doc Rivers. Um, and then said that Mo- Miami, Golden State, Toronto, and Dallas are also expected to make a big push. So I wanted you to play GM. You're John Horst.
1: I'm trying to keep Giannis. You're
0: John Horst, yeah. And so I'm I'm going to call you. No, you're Giannis said he's gone. So it's up to you to be like, all right, that's that's worth it. All right, he, all right. he you got it. He he said, you know what, my they always have like an uncle that's giving them advice. So yeah. his uncle Ricky said that. <laughs> memphis is really nice this time of year so he's not going to memphis That's no I'm, I'm just saying like yeah. a, a shitty area because uncle ricky is a he chain smokes uh 30 packs of cigarettes a day
1: something like that sure
0: all right so you're you're going to answer the phone here all right yeah. you're john Horst. i don't know what john Horst sounds like i don't care what but, he sounds like hey hey john it's pat riley with miami heat yeah hey pat how you doing great series great series
1: yeah for you guys sure
0: uh so i heard Giannis is he's gone uh he said he wants
1: out yeah we're looking to move him what'd you have in mind Uh, you called me
0: yeah so what do you think about bam
1: hero and a 2022 first uh you could slap another first on there we're talking about the league mvp defensive player of the year uh what about my (laughs) myers leonard make it work financially Oh uh, Yeah, why not? Slap him on there
0: in a second-round pick. All right, all right. All right see? It, it's that easy. All right, uh, Bob Myers is calling you. Golden State. Hey, Bob. How you doing? John Horst. Uh, so, we don't really have shit, but what about Wiggins
1: what do you think about Wiggins I think Wiggins has hit a ceiling in this league he's he's done if Wiggins is in the deal I don't want to do business with well, you well we got to throw him Wiggins to what about Draymond
0: Draymond or Wiggins no neither one thank you for your time Bob good luck <laughs> I, I don't know what Toronto would offer so Messiah no. I don't even have a reason for him to call they don't Dallas. like they're not going to get rid of Pascal for Giannis. honest like Obviously, Pascal's, like, been the most improved player in, like, three years in a row, so. Yeah. Um, And they don't have anybody else to offer, and they barely have any picks from the Kawhi trade, so. Uh, Donnie Nelson and and the Cubes, they're calling him. Oh, nah, the (laughs) Jennerds. Yeah. Portezingas. No. poor Porzingis, dude, I you could argue that he needs his
1: own team. Did you see him playing with some, Luca, some of those games? He's not a first option, bro. He's not a first option. Are you sure? I'm 100% positive. He's a domineering second option, but he's not a first option. I'll give you two firsts
0: and Porzingis
1: for Giannis, uh, who's going to walk. For Giannis, who's going to walk. Two firsts, Porzingis. And y'all get Giannis. Nope. I'm trying to see how this is an evening. I want to
0: combine the uh, international players. We're going we're going to get all of them. We're getting rid of Porzingis, but we're going to get all the Dallas just wa- Mark Cuban wants every international player like it's a uh, like it's a baseball card collection. You no,
1: know, you know what, Cubes, give me a, give me a first Porzingis and Tim Hardaway.
0: Deal. Yeah, we'll do that. I don't know how that would work financially, but we'll we'll make it work. We'll throw in shitty players um just yeah just give me some some of your stock and test here's myself. the thing clippers like yeah doc rivers and arianis has an admiration for doc rivers whatever that means he sits just, at home like tabloid shit yeah don't he's, worry about he's it. uh stroking his picture of doc rivers at night like what yeah. that doesn't dude how do they even have a relationship like they've never
1: crossed paths i guess just like, like doc stylistically like, River, i don't know
0: so I don't know what Jerry West or Jerry West and uh, Michael Winger, I think his name is. I don't know what they were. Yeah, we'll offering. just say Jerry West. I don't um, trust Jerry. West. But Doc, this one's not included in the reports. I'm just—he's crazy right now. He's—he's he's willing to do whatever it takes. Jerry, to... Jerry, or Doc? Rivers? No, no. I'm this. This team is not in the reports of pushing for him. So this guy's afraid of losing his job. So he's doing everything it takes. It's Elton Brand. Oh, Hey, how are F- you?
1: Philly's calling. Elton, how are you? Hell hey,
0: brain. have you been to Philly? Cheesesteaks are really good. Sonny's? Have you been to Sonny's?
1: Um, Why don't no, you come I to Sonny's and
0: we'll, we'll talk Giannis.
1: Uh, uh, Michael, I've never had a cheesesteak before. I don't like this peer <laughs> pressure. Can we just talk Giannis now? Um, what did you have in mind? You called me.
0: So I, I want to give you an Embiid because obviously you don't want even more cancer in the locker room. Um, what about Ben Simmons?
1: You got him for five years. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having Ben Simmons as, as my lead guard. Um. Got some picks for me. What are we Yeah, we'll here? give you
0: a 20/20 first from OKC. Okay. And, Come on down and Shake Milton.
1: Hmm. Shake Milton.
0: Shake Milton or
1: Matisse Thiebaud? You take your pick. You know, Shake Milton. I feel like he's kind of capped out in this league, so I'm gonna take Matisse Thiebaud. Bring him right on down. We need that defense right. on our team see it's that easy it's a pleasure doing business with you yeah like the, the,
0: the honest like uh, if he's going to leave like that's what they need to do just feel all the calls like i saw trades with like sacramento like joe dumars is calling you right. marvin bagley buddy healed and however many firsts
1: it takes yeah, I mean Giannis genuinely has to want to leave though. Let me let the let that be a disclaimer for that. Yeah, like exactly. He, well, he's demanding a trade. Yeah, he has to, and that's the only way you. If you're even, Like, he's on some Kawhi Leonard Spurs shit. Like I'm if gonna you're, play seven games in a season. Y'all gonna trade me
0: if you even are sixty percent sure that he'll stay. You you just gotta let it ride, yeah.
1: dude. Because those are some sweetheart deals. Let's not let's yeah, not lie that's,
0: here. You're you're. You're really uh, getting, because that's not going to happen. Like, when players
1: want out, they get the bare minimum. Yeah, because if you want to trade him from, like, a tactical standpoint, there's almost no return that you would be satisfied with. They'd have, it'd be, like, Because you also got to think, like,
0: the team that's getting him has to persuade him to stay for that year. And they they have have to have the assets to get him. So that exactly, really, And that's exactly. why I didn't include a trade with LA exactly. or Toronto, because they literally don't have... Right. Dude, LA has, like, no picks at
1: all. Yeah, it would have to be free agency. And they and have no like young really talent.
0: No, like, I can't see yeah. them giving up Paul George, who they just traded all that shit for, just for Giannis. Like, yeah, when no. they could get Giannis in free agency. You exactly. also have to think yeah. that. He'll be a free agent in mm-hmm. 2021. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, like... We talked about the Chris Paul trade, like that's a trade that obviously needs that. Yeah, I was
1: gonna say let's let's flip the script a little bit here and let's talk about him like staying or the Bucks persuading him to stay or yeah you know, yeah setting up an ecosystem for him to stay like GMs in the past haven't done for uh, these other stars that we were talking about at the top. So I think Chris Paul coming into the fold like that would just make a lot of sense for the Bucks because. Um, you know, he's on the back nine of what would have been his contract for OKC. He's been, you know, saying his goodbyes. I'm pretty sure uh, internally, even Sam Presti was saying, you know, pretty much in no uncertain terms, we're going to trade you this offseason. Like, thank you for what you've done for OKC. Yeah, like he, so you can see the writing is on the wall. He's kind of on the way out. Like you said, he's saying goodbye,
0: like on Instagram and everything. Like, yeah, it's basically like he's writing.
1: Yeah, and Sam Presti is someone who is always willing to do the dance. He has the assets to um, you know, to to make a move to to get Chris Paul to Oklahoma City, get a return package. Um, I'm not really sure what that would look like. I don't want to I don't want to fathom that, you know, we'd be sitting here trying to iron out semantics all day, but we know if anybody has the assets, Oklahoma City has the assets. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. So,
0: let's uh I I don't know. What team outside of Milwaukee would want Chris Paul, honestly? I mean, like the LA, Lakers, dude, the Lakers
1: would, but they would have to give up a lot, dude.
0: And LeBron's always done that. Like, oh, Chris Paul, Chris Paul. Dude, and, and he does that with to Melo, me. too. Like, yeah. like Melo was a free agent for how long? Yeah. The Lakers could have 100% have signed him, but they didn't. No. <laughs> like, oh, I think, yeah. it's like the Game of Zones episode that I
1: showed you. Like, they're like, Oh, how are things? Uh, like, yeah, just de- like detached. Though, yeah, yeah, definitely. I've seen, I've seen uh, trades mocked of Chris Paul going to Philly. I just, I just don't see it again. No, I, yeah. I and mean, I, if Elton Brand's adamant on rolling with what he's got for, I like years, I said
0: when I proposed that trade, Elton yeah. Brand is he, he, he knows he's almost gone. Like he's, he's one gonna, trade away yeah. from being gone. He's so going to be like, negotiating blow it. Yeah,
1: Let's go. He, he's going to be negotiating on any trade, though, this yeah. offseason from a week standpoint. How many he's got phone that calls, Al Horford contract.
0: How many phone calls a week do you think Elton Brand makes to Sam hanky
1: I don't know. Are we talking <laughs> on like a jail phone? Who <laughs> yeah, even knows throwaway. where Sam Hankey is? A throwaway. Yeah, you got the burner phone. <laughs> Sam oh, Hankys with... Uh, What's the
0: guy that from WikiLeaks that's uh-huh. like hot hi- and hiding? Oh, Assange. No, no, no. The guy that was on the Joe Rogan podcast.
1: Oh, Edward Snowden. Yeah, yeah. Assange <laughs> is WikiLeaks. Edward Snowden was NSA. Oh, yeah, Edward Snowden. Jesus,
0: is with Sam Hinkie. <laughs> yeah,
1: they're, they're like in a cave somewhere, off the grid in Sweden. <laughs> Sam hankey has been cast out. Yeah, we've gone down a rabbit hole, folks. Let's yeah. put this thing in reverse. Back to the Bucks. We can't talk Philly. It just turns into yeah, yeah into mystical, mystical bullshit, before. but. On the Bucks, you definitely want to try and keep Giannis to even, you know, prevent it being a discussion come summer 2021. I misspoke at the top saying he was going to be a free agent this offseason. He's got one more year on contract, but you still want to, you know, get ahead of that shit and really set him up so he can stay, have a plan for the future. So it's not like summer 2021, next offseason, yada, yada, and you're like, oh, shit, we haven't done anything to keep Giannis, and he might walk and we might not even reap any benefit of it. Yeah. So here's the question. It really does beg the question after the whole bubble bucks thing you were talking about. Do they look at moving on from Mike Buttenholzer? I don't think so. I know Like I fan. said, dude, they were they were the best regular season team.
0: It's just the bubble, dude. They they, they can't win in the bubble. They 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 uh, it's been a weird situation for them. Like you can obviously tell like some teams have like taken the bubble a lot differently than others and like not been able to succeed and it's like uh it's like a pickup basketball type thing now. Like the teams that can run and gun are the teams that are winning and the Bucks just aren't built that way. They're they're built defensively and like they really thrive on half court basketball. It, like we saw it with uh the Suns. Like the Suns are a
1: full court team. They run. It's like right. seven seconds offense. Absolutely. And that's why they did so good. Yeah, I mean, just um, while well, we were talking about, you know, Coach Bud, I don't think he really was too uh, attuned to making adjustment, adjustments in the bubble. I yeah, but how many coaches are like that? Doc
0: Rivers has done that constantly in the
1: bubbles. I mean, Billy Donovan is someone yeah. who kept his team in the bubble. I mean, if you just want to talk like real wonks when it comes to X's and O's, which Coach Bud is, do you think— Like Dan Tony? Do you think something changed about Coach Bud in the bubble, though, just based on— I just think it's, it's the team's
0: not fit to win in that scenario. Like yeah, I think I, if this was a regular playoff situation, it would be completely different. I just think Bud got. I think like, if a they would have complacent. finished the season and done it that way, like the Bucks would be winning the East right now. I just think like that break, it, it's yeah. it's taken a toll on the team. You can just
1: tell, I mean, and not having Giannis for those two. You can posit that for almost any team. Any team that's yeah. in the playoffs right now took the same break. Well, but, like, I, I mean, like,
0: you, you see a team that did that hot. Like, you don't fire that coach just because they lost in the
1: playoffs. They they literally were the best team by far in the regular season. I'm just saying you can make a case for firing him because of the way he uses Giannis. Giannis doesn't need to be, the like, a ball handler in the half court. He needs to be posting up more. They need more of like a ball dominant guard, like Chris Paul and Giannis, in a pick and roll would be a nightmare. Yeah, but that comes down to John Horst. That, that they don't have a
0: like a ball handler outside of Giannis. Like who's their dominant ball handler?
1: Yeah, what are they gonna say, Eric Bledsoe? Eric Bledsoe? Bledso? Like what? There's they no traded their ball dominant yeah. ball handler. Yeah, and that that's what it comes back to. So I mean, I'm not we're, we're not gonna harp all day on the Bucks. We got some. Uh, other yeah. let's beefy, go to another team that's, content to get that to, needs to change. Definitely stay tuned for the for the Giannis shit, obviously. Even yeah. in the midst of the playoffs, it's new stuff coming out every day. New, you know, trade designs for him getting shipped somewhere. So, I mean, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. One of the biggest stars in the league, you know, potentially on the move soon. So, yeah. With right. that.
0: Moving on to another team that needs to change how they play, and they're still in the playoffs, um, Houston. Houston. And the question is, like, how, how does Houston beat L.A.? They're down 2-1. They play tonight, right? Um, tomorrow night. No, Houston tonight. Plays tonight. Tonight's Tonight's tonight. Yeah, 7 o'clock. So night. you'll be hearing this after they've played game four. Um, and uh, they lost game three, 112 to 112-102. They really got out-rebounded. and
1: Shitty fourth quarter. Yeah.
0: Terrible fourth quarter. They were in the game the entire time. It was back and forth. I think the the announcer said there were like 17 lead changes. Yeah, definitely. Um, The problem with the Rockets, and it's always been this way, even when Westbrook wasn't there. So before I even get into the westbrook Harden situation, when the Rockets are good, they're really good. They are a top three team. But when they're bad, they are terrible. And that's the thing. They're not. There's not a middle to their team. They're just either really good or really bad. When they lose, they lose by thirty. When they win, they win by thirty. They don't. They they really don't. You know, uh, have fair weather games where it's like, okay. And I tried to. I tried to. You know. Uh, gather a stat earlier before we recorded this, and I just couldn't... I, there's too many games. I, I couldn't really collect it. But of, like, uh, how many losses they have when Harden or Westbrook, one or the other, doesn't score over 20 points. And I was getting somewhere with it. I just right. ran out of time. Yeah. Um, So, like, they need to find a way to make James Harden and Westbrook coexist. It has to happen. Like it, and I know it said... There was reports that Westbrook and Harden like sat and watched film and talked about how they can, uh, both succeed on the court at the same time. And the thing is, is like, look, if you look at the OKC 2012 finals run, what what was the main thing there? Westbrook was a ball handler, pick and roll offense, and Harden played off ball. That's what worked. That's what got that team to the finals. They had KD also and a defensive player of the year candidate in Ibaka. But still, like, Harden was primarily an off-ball player, and Westbrook was the ball handler in that offense, and that worked. Now only 21% of Westbrook's uh, assists come from pick and roll. Last year he had like 42%. That's double of what he has this year um and then he like he's just being forced to create his own shots like he's not he's not a catch and shoot player right he's not an off the dribble shoot player he's a drive to the rim kick it out when he needs to player like and that's not what this offense does they have all four players that don't have the ball stand on the three point line and the other one tries to create like yeah. that 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 can't work for Westbrook and like Westbrook's a career thirty percent three point shooter. Like this isn't this isn't what you need to do.
1: You don't even have to go back to twenty twelve to to look at how you know a team blew up a certain style of play. I mean, with with the Rockets, you could go back to them trading Clint Capella this year. They were like, oh shit, you know, when he was out, they were like, oh shit, we look better without a big in our lineup. Why not play small ball the rest of the way? This looks good. No. So they traded him. And yeah. that's where that's where shit changed. That's where shit diverged. Yeah. So when they when they traded Capella, their their whole system just changed, like basically overnight. And now they're doing, you know, the the whole small ball thing. You see PJ Tucker at the five. So it's just it's just a different look. Like Russ was guarding JaVel McGee at times. Uh, you know, the it, other night. It all comes it down to to me creating
0: an offense where
1: one of your stars
0: can be the best. While also creating for the other one, like that—that's what you you need to coexist the two stars, and they don't do that. James Harden is obviously the focal point of this offense, and it should not be that way because it's so like uh, so. I don't know what the word—it's it, so predictable. That's the word. Yeah. Uh, Russell Westbrook. Here, here's a stat for you. Russell Westbrook, when passing the James or when assisting James Harden, he's only done it thirty-five times this season damn. To give you a little context, LeBron assisted AD 184 times. Jokic assisted Murray 130. Dame assisted CJ McCollum 100 times. Like, that's fucking insane. That should not be, like, I'm sure I could find it, but, like, I wonder what the stats were of Russell assisting Harden and OKC. I'm sure they're more than that, and Harden's way more of a better
1: player now. And Harden wasn't even getting starter minutes in OK. Six. Yeah, exactly.
0: And I'm sure they're triple that.
1: <laughs> yeah, just on, like... Yeah, I see what you mean. Just looking thing, at it on trajectory. It's
0: mainly, like, Harden moving off ball. And I'm getting to that quote that I teased you with earlier. Yeah. Oh, um, Harden needs to move off ball. Like, it, the way he sits at half court and when he passes the ball to another player and he just stands there to, like... And Dan Toney says it's to create four-on-four four offense. No. He needs to move without the ball. He's He's not... Like, he's not, it's kind of, like, fucked up, but he's not just the star, like, anymore. Like, like sorry, James, you're not the guy. Like, right. you're both the guy. This is, this is kind of like when, I'm trying to think of, like, a football reference, when, two, when one guy was running the show and then somebody else. Like, when Brett Favre, like, had to hand it over to uh, Aaron Rodgers. Like, obviously, that's two totally different things, but, like. James needs to be okay with, like, okay, like, I, I get it. Like, I, we're not getting over the hump. Like, yeah, it's I'm, to, not, I'm not enough.
1: You, you got go to coexist at some point. Yeah.
0: And so I found this quote. I went deep. Did so Mike Tan- D'Antoni told The uh, Athletic, Russell is, is going to the hoop, so just stand there. Or this is when he's talking about James Harden moving off ball. He was asked about why James Harden doesn't move off ball as much as he does. Uh, did in OKC. This is literally exactly what we're talking about. So buckle up. Russell is going to the hoop. So just stand there. If they come off, he's going to catch and shoot. But move, or, move and run around and get him tired for no reason. No, you can't make James more efficient. Dot dot dot. I think it'd be. It, I think it just wear him down. What? He literally that? doesn't want James Harden moving off ball.
1: I mean, like he's, he's kind of exposing his his best player. best player. Yeah, like he gets what's he gets tired. Easily. I think it just wear him down.
0: What the fuck he's does that? He's an NBA mean?
1: player. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah. he might be thirty years old, bro. He's that.
0: yeah. So like, D'Antoni's like, like considered an offensive genius. He invented small ball. Like all seven all seconds. the seven seconds. Yeah. All those Phoenix Suns years. Like, I get it. Take a step back this offseason. They're going to get eliminated by the Lakers. They're they're going to.
1: It's inevitable.
0: And so take a step back this offseason and design an offense where Westbrook handles the ball and Harden plays off ball. And then when that doesn't work in a game, then Harden comes on ball. And you go back to what you're doing now. But the primary goal should be Harden off ball. That's what it should be. He's much better off ball. He, he is much more efficient. Like, in saying, like, you can't make James Harden more efficient. Yes, you can. All he like, how many of his points come from free throws? He's a knockdown shooter. He, like, that step back he has is literally legendary. Right. So, just have James, like, you can continue to do small ball. Like, find a smaller center. P.J. Tucker is not a rim running center. Fine. Let Westbrook run pick and roll, and James Harden kick it out to James Harden. And when James Harden has a shot, he shoots. If not, then he drives in and gets to the lane. That's like what, dude? I'm creating an offense right now. Like it's not that hard. Scheme it up.
1: I mean, I just feel like the theme of this of you know this season, the one with an asterisk on it, because of all that's happened. Yeah. I just feel like the theme of this season is you know the inability or the ability to. For, for teams to make adjustments. I mean, you look at a team like the Thunder, they were able to make adjustments, survive, you know what I'm saying, at least do more than people thought they were capable of. But, I mean, Houston now, they've been a good team. They had some relative success in the bubble. But now, you know, they're faced with, okay, this small ball shit can only get us to the second round. Because like you said, it's it's inevitable they're going to get eliminated by the Lakers. The Lakers, the way they're built is just different from Houston. They have that size component. They have... Oh, what's his name? Oh, Anthony Davis, yeah. No, best best, best stretch big man in the league. He's a total matchup nightmare for them. So, I mean, Houston Houston has their bread and butter, but you can't serve you can't serve the same bread and butter at uh at uh every meal and expect to, you know, we got to win. breaking
0: news on the podcast for the first time. Oh, NBA shit. pushes back next season. Board of Governors tell the league that uh the league won't begin for the 2020-2021 season until earlier than Christmas Day. No earlier than Christmas Day. Huh.
1: Well, I mean, we knew it was going to happen. They pushed the draft back to, I think, November 18th. Yeah. Yesterday was supposed to be on October 16th. So uh, definitely Damn. some some, uh, some changes afoot there, something we kind of expected. But um, back to uh, back to the minutia here. Uh, yeah, Houston. So, I mean, they're definitely going to have to change over the offseason. Uh, I think I think Daryl Morey and just, you know, the front office, the way they're looking to build this team, I feel like they don't always coincide with, you know, Tony's views because he's been around the game for a while. I mean, he has kind of that acumen on how to build a team, what you need to be successful. Yeah. Um. I mean, he's a little off the wall sometimes. I'm not saying Mike, Mike D'Antoni isn't radical or anything, but... Um you just need to look at guys specifically instead of trying to build a system. You build a system around the guys that you bring in. Yeah, exactly. They exactly. just need to be more they just need to be more cognizant of that. Um I mean, I can't really think of any moves that are like, you know, that are too damning. I probably wouldn't have traded Capella this season. I mean, it's just good to keep a guy around like that. He could have came off the bench in some capacity. It's just, it's just like
0: when you get into the playoffs and you have to face a guy like AD for at least four games. Like you, you need a traditional big. Like it's that simple. You need a big, and even like, what would they do if they made it to the finals and they had to face somebody like Embiid? Yeah, I mean, you know, it just, like it poses, it poses
1: the, question, the question: You're gonna have to face, face the the guards, centers
0: who guards centers? Who guards Giannis course. on this team? Who?
1: yeah it just raises a lot of questions robert covington like, <laughs> jeff green they are ready for certain circumstances and that that makes them vulnerable yeah. they went in, they went you know so all in on their own methods that they that they can't even adapt to to you know different different styles of play they kind of negate themselves with that yeah exactly all
0: right moving on to the east final topic who wins the east we got yeah. Miami. Uh, they just swept the best regular season team in basketball. I've been waiting for this. Or just almost swept the best regular season team in basketball. And, if not Boston, and Middleton. Boston and Toronto are games playing Game 7 tomorrow night, uh, Friday night, if you're watching this later than Thursday. Um, I mean, we're, we both agree that Miami's going to come out, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, they've just been the so hottest guess, team in this context. It's... It's, it's a, a brand, brand new game. I mean, it's that's literally kind of the mantra of the NBA right now, and Miami has taken full advantage of that.
0: Miami played both Toronto and Boston three times this season. Uh they are two and one against Toronto, and they are one and two against
1: Boston. Hmm. I mean, it's definitely interesting in that um the Boston and uh Toronto series is not done yet. This has been my favorite series to watch in the bubble. Uh, the O.G. Ananobi shot that kept Toronto in it—that yeah. was dude. We were insane. watching it last
0: night. We were just like crying because of how good the ball movement dude, was.
1: It was beautiful. It was a work I, of art. I, I love watching these two teams play. play. Just the physicality. I mean, I'm not like you know a '90s nerd or anything, but it's 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 just refreshing to see guys that are really you know going after it, leaving it all out there. Um, you guys like Marcus Smart. Uh, OG, Kyle, Kyle Lowry, I got a I got Freddie a little tidbit for you. Yeah. So
0: the thing that you're gonna watch for game seven tomorrow night, uh huh. Um, Kemba versus Pascal Siakam. Who 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 scores more? Because I think we can agree that in this series at least, both of them have been the third guy for their team. Kemba yeah. behind uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, and then uh, Pascal behind Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry. Um, Kemba, when he outscores Pascal Siakam, they win. When Pascal outscores Kemba, Toronto wins. Every game in the series, that's been true. So, whoever outscores the other, they're going to win.
1: That's my prediction. I mean, you you could hang your hat on a lot lot of shit like that in the series. I mean, the team who shoots the three seems to prevail. I mean, in the middle of the series... Toronto got hot with the three. They got cold with the three. Boston got hot with the three. So it just went back and forth. I mean, no, but I'm
0: saying like you can literally first game, Kemba scores 18, Pascal scores 13. Um, second game and they won the first game, Kemba scores uh, 17, Pascal scores 16. Oh yeah, Boston I'm not disagree- wins. Like I'm not everything, everything down the line, like. Kemba's averaging 17 a game. Pascal right. is averaging 15 a game. Like a, down the line like yeah, it's from, literally who what third option is better in that game. Right. That's like it comes down to depth in this. Yeah, series. Nah, it really I does. Just, and it, like it says a lot that this series is coming down to depth and then they're fa- facing possibly the deepest team at basketball next. Yeah, like I mean Miami dude. is deep.
1: Depth is, is going, going to take to you far. Me I mean, not if not for the Clippers, Clippers bench, they would have been, have been, I bet you they would have been like a four seed this year. Yeah. That Their bench has saved them in the West. Toronto has a phenomenal bench, honestly. Boston, even in a sense. Yeah, uh, The Miami Heat, you don't have to say too much about that. But I just threw you the alley hoop. You're talking about, you know, Siakam and Walker scoring um, X amount of points in a game and it determined the outcome. I'm saying in a team sense, how the teams shoot the threes is also oh, a yeah. determined outcome. Like who on on par shoots better, like whichever team shoots better from three often, you know, tends to win. Though. So, I mean, there's a lot of neck and neck in this series, you know, figuratively, literally in the box. I mean, so it's going to be uh, a barn burner tomorrow for sure. Uh, these teams have been going at it and. Whoever gets Miami, it's, it's going to be interesting in the, uh, in the East for once. I mean, for all of our high school years, it was just uh, LeBron, 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 just redundant coming yeah. out of the East. So it's, it's cool to see, you know, the East getting relatively competitive. It does kind of suck
0: that, like, I mean, I guess I should do this now. Formal apology to Jimmy Butler for all the criticism I've given you over the years. I'm now back on your team. Like, I, I, I realized <laughs> what was wrong with you all the teams. The switch. I I yeah. I'm not going back to Kyrie. That's not happening. But Jimmy Butler, like I I get it cuz now he's with the perfect locker room. He's with a bunch of killers. And that's what he needed. I mean, yeah. think, like I get why he was so mad with the work ethic of Wiggins and Town. And I'm guessing that's what was wrong in Philly with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid Like we saw it the first series of the bubble, Joel Embiid was like, "I just got to uh, play harder," or however he fucking talks, and like, dude, just do it, play harder. <laughs> like, you're you're not trying. You're you're not. You can see it clearly, and I get Jimmy's anger with all those situations, and uh, because like it's frustrating as a fan to like hear somebody every series that every series Joel Embiid has lost, he's been like. I just got to play harder. Like, no shit. Like, what adjustments are you going to make? Like, what real adjustments? Um, Yeah. And to see him, like, surrounded by a team that's just like him. Like, Duncan Robinson worked his ass off. Tyler Hero, rookie and not afraid to take, like, Ray Allen-type shots. Um, Jay Crowder. (laughs) Like, Andre Iguodala. They're all, like, killers. And um, it's good to see him surrounded by Team like that, and I forget what I was going to say. What
1: were we talking I mean, about? whatever. Uh, whatever. Oh, so, so it, it's uh, cool to uh, see like
0: a team that's not ne- like I wouldn't consider Jimmy Butler like an A list star. Star. What, what What is he like? A top
1: twenty player in the league? Top fifteen. You can make you an up an up argument up for this season. You can make up an up argument up for top ten. 10. But,
0: but like he's not a top five player, and it's no, cool to see like a team without a top five player. Like making it to the championship, cause I'm 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 putting my money on them. I, I think they'll be either Boston or Toronto in seven games. I think it'll take seven games, but yeah, I, I think very well
1: could. I, I just like the way, way that um you know the Miami's built, built this team. This team. Uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. I mean, look at all the uh, excuse me, look at all the situations Jimmy was in before. I mean, Brett Brown fired. Um, the Timberwolves, Wiggins gets traded. So I mean, his his intuition for this shit is it's kind of right. I mean, for all that's said about him as a locker room guy, I mean you can't deny um, his criticisms of those organizations because they're kind of coming true before our very eyes. So um, I, I definitely trust his judgment. It's it's good to see him get in a situation where everybody's on the same. Um, you know, mindset is him on the same motivational plane. They want to win. They want to, you know, be as a team. And he's, he's really has a lot of humility. I mean, you know, going in and working with a bunch of young guys and kind of, you know, know letting like them do their thing simultaneously, simultaneously. so mm-hmm. i mean it was it was, it was it a match made, made in heaven and only a guy like pat riley who's been around in this league in so many facets could pull the trigger on a move like that Yeah, and not now give a fuck about bad. the backlash yeah not at all and, and it served him right, right there in the conference finals so yeah we will see all right i'm hyped for that
0: we'll so uh let you guys know what's going on with us we got a lot of big things coming i know we've said that before but we actually have planned out things and we know the roadmap we're going to take to get there. Things uh, have
1: changed, and we have
0: to do the same. We're going to uh, start a YouTube up. We have one now. Uh, if you want to go to subscribe, it's the Sports Test Podcast, of course. Um, but we're going to start uploading our episodes to YouTube. We'll have a uh, a face cam for you guys soon where we record and you guys get to see us actually talking. I guess we got to like shower and shit before episodes now ah, uh, won't. <laughs> and then uh we're gonna start a twitch up start live streaming some 2k madden um and then you know just really pump our social media and become a full-time thing uh so tomorrow we'll be releasing our winspool nfl edition uh, like I told Bennett, like I'm ten percent ready for the NFL to start, but
1: Yeah, this is a, is a good, good tester. Yeah,
0: we're gonna we're gonna slowly it's like when you get to the pool and you like don't wanna jump in, you just Yeah, you're test. testing the waters. Yeah, exactly. We'll we'll get there eventually once the NBA is fully done and the N- NFL is, like yeah, in this week is, ten.
1: This is breaking ground, I mean or ground breaking, excuse me. Um, the, the, the conference finals for the NBA, NBA and the NFL season starting at the same time, time. yeah, outrageous. Yeah. Who, who could have thunk, thunk it? it? Yeah, all right, yeah. world bending. So,
0: uh, we're at 45 minutes. Let's do it. Uh, subscribe if you haven't. Tell a friend to tell a friend about the podcast. Um, rate us on iTunes. We're everywhere on iTunes now. We're now with Anchor, um, our good friends at Anchor, <laughs> and so, uh, Got some ad revenue pumping in soon, so that's good too. Uh,
1: more for us, more. But for we're you. on
0: everywhere. We're everywhere. You can listen to a podcast. Spotify. iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Play, or whatever it's called. Uh, Wherever. If you have an Android, <laughs> whatever. Come um, find us. Yeah, we're. Tell your grandmother about it. Like, just tell everybody
1: you can. All right. See you guys. See you guys next time. Thanks for tuning back in. Much love.